The Start. On Demand. On Demand. It is game day. The Winnipeg Jets take on the Calgary Flames tonight in their season opener. So lots to discuss on that front today, including speaking to a super fan with a massive shrine to the Winnipeg Jets in his basement. Also, we talked about game day grub. What are your game day grub ideas? Also, Angus Reid released a poll saying two and three Canadians say borders should be closed to keep sun seekers close to home. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Thursday Game Day, January 14th podcast for the start. It is a big day here at 680 CJOB, a big day in Winnipeg, a big day in Manitoba. GMAC, the Winnipeg Jets are back. Woo! That's all. <laughs> you know, sometimes one sound just sums it up. I'm very excited about this season. I know it's unorthodox. It's an unusual time to be starting a hockey season. The second week of January, normally we're starting to contemplate who's going to get traded at the trade deadline and all other sorts of discussions about how the season's going so far. It's a 56-game sprint starting tonight against the Calgary Flames and I have to admit I'm genuinely excited about it. Yeah, I think that that's the feeling for many people. I think there's going to, I'm really curious to see how this season goes, first of all, on the ice, but I'd like to hear from the fan base too, because I think there are so many fans who are just excited to have something to watch. And you might've been somebody who was either going to a few games a year, maybe you're a season ticket holder, or maybe you're someone who's always watched from the couch, which is what we'll all be doing this year. But I'm, I'm wondering if they're just going to be some new fans that, the hop on board the Jets train, and why not? Because, like, listen, there's only so much Netflix and Crave and Amazon I can watch. I've watched an uh, entire series two or three times over in this pandemic, and there's people who might just be really, really excited to listen to the live coverage on CJOB and, and also just follow the team along because it gives you something to do. I filled out my first hockey pool last night for the first time, and it's got to be a decade. Yeah, I, is that the work pool? The work pool. What'd you call it? Did, did you name your team? Yes. Can you share it publicly or is that? <laughs> I don't uh, know why I'm pausing. No, it's not ridiculous at all. I couldn't think of anything. So I just called it Gretzky 99, which I know <laughs> is an affront to Jets fans. But oh. I, I was a big Gretzky fan growing up. And so I threw that out there. But yeah, I, I like, and, and for me, I watch a lot of games. I watched two hockey games last night just because of the, the my kids cheer for different teams. I'm not even going to name them. And, um, <laughs> I, there were categories in this hockey pool where I'm like, don't know that name, don't know that name, don't know that name. I like that name. So I'm just going to put that guy down in my pool. It was like I was shopping for wine and buying it by the cover. You know, like, that's a clever name. Nice label. I think I'll take some of that. <laughs> clever name. Yeah, you know, Brett, I, I remember back when the Jets came back to Winnipeg when the NHL returned, when Atlanta moved here, and there were so many people that, in my mind, definitely weren't sports fans, but actually scheduled family dinners, get-togethers around when the Jets games were were going to be on. It, it really seemed to spark a, another interest. Do you think there's a chance that it does the same thing during this pandemic? 
for sure, I think there's a, there's a chance for that. And uh, because the season is now, because it's starting fresh, I think there might be more excitement. Because when they came back for the playoffs in, what was it, August? Yeah, it felt weird, it right? Just, yeah, it felt weird and kind of disjointed. And then, like, they, there was a buildup and then they were out. So now it's uh, the, the full season begins today. And I know a lot of people are upset, you know, saying, why do the Jets get to play uh, when my kids can't play hockey? But, uh, you know, one of the reasons, as, as mentioned by Dr. Brent Rusin, was it's good for the mental wellness for a lot of people. A lot of people are missing pro sports, and this gives them something to look forward to. You can now watch the games. You can listen to the games on 680 CJOB. So, yeah, it's exciting, and we've got lots of exciting stuff planned for this morning at 637. We're going to hear from Mark Chipman, highlights of the one hour of conversation he had with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham yesterday on the news. We have stuff to give away. We have a Winnipeg Jets jersey to give away at 9.15. And as the official sponsor of the Countdown to Puck Drop, Boston Pizza is celebrating the new Winnipeg Jets season on CJOB by giving a delicious Boston Pizza game day meal today. Signature gourmet pizzas like the Spicy Pierogi and the Great White North and a triple order of Boston's famous wings tossed. The perfect BP game day feast for the perfect pup drop of the Jets season on CJOB. So we're giving that away at 6.57, right after Hextall and Hockey. And another new feature starting at 7.55, Cameron Poitras is going to bring us the keys to the game. And at 6.45, speaking of BP and its delicious <laughs> meal, we're talking game-watching grub. Uh, is this not, I mean, just maybe it's just me, maybe it's because it's winter, but my whole focus now has been on food anyway because it's the one creative thing I, I do every day and I think about, like, already now I'm thinking about what would I cook for supper. And when there's an excuse to sit down and, and eat that meal in front of the TV, I like to really put some thought into my game day grub. Like, it's an excuse to eat wrong yes. every other night, which is right, yes. feels right anyway. And uh, I don't know, I'd love to hear from some people's like, get some, you know, I love the wings, I love the pizza, I love my nachos, but like, give me something, give me something new. And it's, I will try it tonight. It's sort of like Jerry Seinfeld. And he talks about when he was a kid, it was all about getting candy, get candy, get candy, get candy. Got to do everything I can to get candy, get candy, get candy. <laughs> and right now it feels as though any opportunity and excuse to eat chips and or wings is a good excuse for me. So uh, I could use some other suggestions as well. I had uh, cheese and turkey. I had some leftover turkey some deli turkey uh, in the fridge yesterday i had turkey quesadillas ah. for lunch yesterday they were so good well i was gonna say my one caveat is don't come at me with vegetables you know not tonight okay i'll, I'll get back on that train tomorrow but if, if you're gonna give me a recommendation it better be carb loaded that's the direction i'm heading towards tonight, I, okay? I was at a party once and someone brought vegan pizza and i thought oh really and they said just try it so I tried it, and it was delicious. Yes, but that's I get that. That's still in the still that's still in the right milieu. I'm talking about like I don't want to. I just you know don't and you know I love celery, but don't be putting that on my plate tonight. Is all <laughs> that's all I mean. Well, it, it does go well with chicken wings. You get that little piece celery that with Killing the ranch me, dip. Brett. Killing me. <laughs> okay. Text us at 204-780-6868. Your game day grub suggestions. I, you mentioned, Loren, your whole focus is on food. Like, I think it was two days ago where it was 6.15 in the morning and I was already planning my lunch for the day. I had mm -hmm. already decided it was going to be from Bailey's 
Prime Dining and Lounge. I ordered a Reuben sandwich. Uh, it was delicious, by the way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. That's pretty much like the highlight of my day. Well, there's only the, so many things you can do. Yeah. And that's the one thing you have a bit of control over right now. What am I going to eat? Where am I going to order pizza from? <laughs> Game day, Winnipeg Jets open their season against Calgary, 7 o'clock. Pre-game at 5 o'clock right here on 680 CJOB. What is your game day grub? We've got Cam Poitras here, Jeff Braun here, Jeff Forte. But GMAC, I know this is uh, Jetsmas mm. for you. So let's start with you. Well, it might be Jetsmas, but there's no turkey dinner at my house tonight. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you that. Uh, tonight, I hate to be boring, but it's going to be chicken wings. We will have a collection of chicken wings to choose from for your dining pleasure. The, uh, Of course, the <laughs> buffalo wings are a popular favorite, complete with blue cheese dressing. If I can actually find some. I've been on the hunt at the store last three times I've been there. So trying to find some chunky blue cheese. What, are people hoarding the blue cheese? I don't know if it's hoarding. I have blue cheese. Jeff Forche, you just leave that uh, sitting for me on Henderson <laughs> Highway. I'll pick that up on my way home. Uh, salt and pepper wings, and then uh, also just like the the, uh, the the deep fried ones, right, with the, with the coating, and then you can dip them in the hot chili sauce, whatever you like. And, Loren, there are vegetables involved. I am addicted to peppers, red, orange, and yellow peppers, and so that's sort of my uh, accoutrement to the uh, wings. Well, so. admittedly, you have to have something to make you feel like a little bit better. A little you have bit. Twelve wings and like one vegetable, mm-hmm. and twelve more wings, right? Yes, you exactly. Know what, you know the really, balance. Yeah, you know what really goes good with chicken wings is a nice piece of celery, a nice celery stock. <laughs> Why are you bringing up celery? You know, I can't well, stand vegetable. celery. <laughs> but thanks anyway, Poitras. <laughs> he is right. He is right. I didn't say he was wrong. I I just said I don't like it. There is a difference. What do you like to eat for game day grub? Portress? Oh, you know, I'm I'm happiest with just like a a bag of ripple regular chips. I'm that boring. I'm like vanilla. That's I mean, like, and I even like the low sodium ones so I can really taste the potato. That's how serious (laughs) I take that's how serious I take potato chips. Do you have dip with these ripple chips? No. No. Just regular low sodium. What? All natural. This is very That's the whole point of a ripple chip. It's easier to dip. No, I, I don't want any of that flavor. I just want a regular old chip. <laughs> I don't want flavor. Don't want no. Just get. I want it to taste the potato. Why don't you just get like a big russet potato and a carving <laughs> knife and just kind of cut the cut the slices and eat them right off your knife, oh. like someone might eat an apple. Uh, Why I don't you do that? I can't fry it to perfection. Like no, uh, no, no frying. Companies. Eat it raw because it sounds about as tasty to me. Oh no, you're missing out. See, this is what a real potato chip lover likes. The most basic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can really just, oh, yes. it just that drives the industry for it, sure. Yes, just in its most natural form. <laughs> hey, remind, let's remember this: when things get back to normal, and Poitras invites any of us over to his house mm-hmm. for a game night, and you walk coming. in. Just one bag of sad chips sitting <laughs> on the table. This is for you, Cam. Yeah. We over here are going to be having this other stuff. Yes, no, no. I'll be happy. Just give me my bag, and I'll sit here on the couch and be quiet. All right, whatever you say, Jeff Forte. <laughs> what about you? I usually just have a nice cold beer with uh, some dill pickle spits. I know it's not really that, you know, <laughs> exciting, but uh, I love the, the combination. It's a great taste combination so, to me, at least. B- beer and and dill pickle spits. Yes. What kind of beer? Uh, just, yeah, I don't know. I, well, you know, go for Corona. A little lime near Corona. It's it's all good. But you know, what, you know what I have been craving, though, is a sloppy joe. 
I would sloppy like to have Joe's. extra sloppy. Oh, that's I haven't had sloppy Joe's in a while. Okay, that's good. That's good. Do you put like uh, what kind of bun do you use for the sloppy Joe's? Oh, just a regular white bun. Like hamburger a hamburger bun? bun? Yeah. Okay. No, I recommend no, the hot dog bun. No brioche bun? I've never tried a hot dog bun. With barrel-aged pickles? <laughs> barrel-aged pickles! <laughs> uh, I like the hot dog bun more for the sloppy joke because it's easier to... It's more like, it's like a boat. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah it, it keeps it in. It falls out all. It's a... Well, that's but the that's the whole of point of a yeah. sloppy joke is for it to fall out and get all messy. Get sloppy. <laughs> Loren McNabb, what about you? Well, I asked about 45 minutes ago for inspiration in this segment, and so far we have a bag of plain chips and some spits, so I'm, I don't know if I'm getting it this morning. <laughs> but I do thank Greg for his wing comment. I'm on the website of the St. Adolph Motor Inn right now. They do 66 different wing flavors, and they're all awesome. So I don't even attempt to make my own. I'm going to get some takeout and try that. But I, I am, I do like to have a good dip, like a chicken, spicy chicken, buffalo chicken dip, or that kind of thing. Basically... You need just a couple of crackers or chips, but you need to have three or four options of dip. And so like a hot one, a cold one, yeah, dipping. Yeah, I like the, if I'm having potato chips, I, there will be dip. I like the ripple chips. The whole uh, point of that chip, Brett, you're right. I, yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, not against, dis- I'm not against any potato chip. I just, the low sodium... Stop with the low sodium. That is just you, right now. you want to taste the potato. <laughs> oh, turn off his microphone already. And I'm getting a hard time here from Audrey. She says, Greg, aren't peppers technically fruit? Okay, I'm having fruit then. With, <laughs> really? With, yeah. Are they? Peppers are fruit? Well, they're seeds, I guess, and they b- grow above the ground. Does that make them? I don't know. Tomatoes a fruit? Well, yeah. Technically, well, that makes sense. Peppers kind of fall in the same category. Peppers. What is happening? Okay. So, Poitras is lightly salted, low sodium, (laughs) plain ripple (laughs) chips. Forte likes sunflower seeds, and Greg's (laughs) eating fruit. (laughs) This is the saddest. I'm not going to anyone's house here. This is sad. So it is game day. The Winnipeg Jets start their NHL season, their North American Ice Hockey League season tonight against Calgary and Greg. Loren, there are fans and then there are super fans. Yeah, and I think there's no mistake that this next our next guest sits in the super fan category. He's been a fan for decades and he doesn't just talk the talk. I've been told you can barely walk through his basement without running into some sort of Jets memorabilia, Greg. Well, I've seen video of his basement, bar stools, flags, tables, signs, all bearing the Jets logo of various eras. And then there are the jerseys, dozens from each era of his beloved team. So after more than four months without hockey, Greg Burnett will finally be watching his team hit the ice tonight. Good morning, Greg. How are you, my friend? Very good. Thank you very much. Great to have you on the program. And, you know, let's just qualify this for some folks. Um, Your love affair with the Jets goes back to the World Hockey Association. And for me, it was always about the fact that the Jets were representing Winnipeg around the world. The the Winnipeg Jets really put Winnipeg on the map in in a lot of senses. What was it that had you fall in love with the Jets? And did it increase your love, your respect, your admiration for your hometown? Well, absolutely. Obviously, I like the Jets to start off with because obviously as a kid, I liked hockey and I went to my first game and my mom picked up on that right away. And then she got us season tickets for the 76-77 uh, season. 
But the reason that you just outlined is the exact reason why the Jets are so important to me and my family. It's because it identifies us as big league. And um, if I love my city and I love hockey. So really it's a, it's a perfect storm for uh, building a passion that I've had for decades, as you said. Now this collection of memorabilia paraphernalia, how much money do you think you've spent over the years on jet stuff? <laughs> well, I think my answer is probably a lot lower than what my wife would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, uh, if I would ballpark it, I would probably say between ten and 15000 just retail, I guess, or maybe more. I can't really put a price on a lot of it because a lot of things don't have a price because they're very personal to me. And I would never consider, well, there's nothing here I would sell, obviously. And I inherit a lot of things from um, friends or acquaintances that know I'm a diehard and I'll always find a, a place in my basement for any artifact with the Jet logo on it, regardless of its you know, inherent value. So, Greg, you experienced a long absence of no Jets when they left town uh, some 25 years ago. And then, of course, we've had this bizarre year where on again, off again hockey. What's the past four or five months been like for you, and how are you feeling about the puck drops tonight? Well, the uh, last four months, I've been telling some friends and colleagues that I work with that it's literally been like the movie Groundhog Day, (laughs) um, where every day is the same, whereas in hockey season, um, in a way, a, a fan is much like a uh, a player where you have regular routines, especially on, well, obviously I don't have routines on practice days other than finding out what's going on and seeing who's hurt and whatnot. But on game day, I mean, you know, I get up in the morning, if it's a home game, I know I'm going to be downtown by 20 after 5. If it's a road game, I know what time I'm going to be in my couch in front of the TV. Um, if there's a game on Saturday, I know what time I'm going to be, you know, at one of the establishments around the rink before going to the game, you know, what time I'm going to meet my mom, et cetera, or go with my wife and my kids. Um, that routine has really been lacking. And obviously the social connections that I make with, uh, you know, a lot of my friends that I really haven't seen since um, the pandemic started. Greg, uh, that whole notion of your uh, collectibles and your, and your retreat, I won't call it a man cave because it, it, it goes way beyond that. But at what point, I need some advice here, did your wife realize that it was something that was never <laughs> leaving the house and that it wasn't, uh, quote-unquote, crap? It was actually uh, something that was very special to you, and uh, does it cause any rifts in your relationship? Well, no, and I think the first thing you just have to do is when she says, well, it's about time, you know, get something nice, yeah, but throw this stuff, you just got to learn to say, nope, 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 nope. My wife knows that if it has a jet logo, it doesn't go anywhere, it stays here, and there's always a spot, even if it's in a box. And um, to be quite honest, my wife is a 100% enabler of all this, because she was the one that built my locker stalls when I, I didn't even know about it. Wow. And okay. she was the one that suggested we just recently finished some renovations in the basement. That was her idea because I'm, to be quite honest, um, I'm pretty tight and cheap with my money unless it comes to the Jets. And so I didn't really want to put a lot of money into the basement, but she, it was her idea and she did. And I'm so glad she did. So to be very truthful, my wife is, and my mother as well, they're both enablers of all this, even though they kind of make fun of me sometimes, but they're total enablers. Well, Greg Burnett, thank you so much for taking uh, some time to talk to us this morning. Hey, by the way, uh, game day grub, what are you going to be eating tonight when the game's on? 
I don't know. My wife and I were just talking about that, so I imagine there'll be some chips, and I'm hoping if I ask nice, she might make some nachos. Chips and nachos? Yeah, you know, it's a carb night. That's okay. They're two different food groups. It doesn't matter. It's a different (laughs) food group. Well, nachos cover pretty much everything, so we're all good there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love the way you think, Greg. Hey, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This has been fun. Okay, thank you very much. Greg Burnett, Winnipeg Jets, super fan, joining us live on The Start. Once again, pregame at 5 o'clock today on 680 CJOB. Time to talk about how last week we embraced Winnipeg's Prairie Town status, courtesy of Randy Backman and Neil Young. We told you about the move to get the guess who on the nomination list for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Yeah, so I thought we'd take advantage of this time before we head to southwestern Manitoba. There's your hint. I wanted to let you know that almost 15,000 people have signed the petition in a week, so let's keep that momentum going to get the guess who on the nomination list for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And now, Loren, we are heading to a part of the province which is currently under a blizzard warning. Yeah, we want to say good morning to Sharon Sims, and we find her in Reston. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. I'm okay. glad I don't have to be on the roads this morning. It's a well, blizzard here. That's what we're going to ask, Sharon. I mean, for those who don't know, Reston is southwest Manitoba, as Greg said, a, almost a straight shot south of Verdon. And that whole area has been under a blizzard warning for several hours now. Can you kind of describe what you're seeing out your window? As you mentioned, you're staying put for now. It, yes, I live in town, so I can I can see across the street. But I know in the country, it sure wouldn't be a very good drive today. Now, you mentioned the country. Reston is just down the road from... Uh... Pipestone or Pepestiny, as I was once uh, corrected, and and it stuck for me. Uh, apparently, that's the romantic pronunciation. Uh, I don't know if oh, you can confirm that or not, Sharon. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad to have news for you because you have been collecting some incredible things. I would call it romantic uh, over the last year or so. You're studying the history and the stories of your community and have even published a book of those stories and that collective history. It's called The Bolton Blog. What made you decide to embark upon this adventure? Well, the Boltons are my husband's family, and they've collected all kinds of papers and receipts and pictures, and it was great to make a family history blog about them. They've been in Reston since 1892, so that got me interested in the rest of the town, too. And what is it about small-town living that has you staying there after retirement? I've lived here 30 years, married my husband, and moved to Reston, and it's it's a small-town life. It's that everybody knows everybody. I'm writing about the buildings in Reston, and everybody has memories, and everybody's so willing to share their pictures and their memories, and it just makes it so easy to write. Has it been any surprises along the way as you write this Bolton blog and learn more about your community of Reston? Because, you know, I grew up in a small town. I live in one now. And I think we like to think we know so much about what goes on around us. But I can only imagine you must have learned several things along the way. The the post I just finished yesterday was about a little brick building called the County Court. And I've always walked by it, never really knew much about it. It's never been used in the 30 years I've been here. But I went looking yesterday and found it was a courthouse for official documents, but it was also a chinchilla ranch for a while. So I had to look up what what chinchillas were done with in the 60s when fur coats were a really big thing. And it uh, it puts a different picture in my head when I walk past there now that it was a chinchilla ranch. But I can remember when my boys were little saying that it was a child jail. 
<laughs> um, when they said, Mom, what's that for? And I think I was in a bad mood and said, it's a jail for children. <laughs> in my research, it was never a jail for children. It was a chinchilla ranch. It was a toy shop. It was the county clerk building, but not a jail. So we've heard that uh, in some parts of the world, uh, small towns are dying. But I know in western Manitoba, there are some small towns that are having a massive resurgence of people that are moving back to where they grew up and raising their kids there. Is that is that the case in Reston at all? That is so true for Reston. We've had a huge, probably in the last 10 years for sure, of new housing and people moving back to raise their kids here because they like the way they were raised. Um, you know, there's everything that you could want here, just on a, on a smaller scale, a slower pace, and everybody looks out for your kids, and, and that's, that's what they laugh about it, too. Well, Sharon Sims, thank you so much for joining us this morning from Reston. Uh, we appreciate the visit, and you've made, uh, you've made small town living sound much more suitable. I, I find as I'm getting older, the, the peace and quiet seems more appealing every day. Absolutely. And there's no jail in Reston. You don't have to worry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what about the siren? We just got a text message really quick. Does the siren still go off three times a day there? It, it goes off at 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock. Aha, twice a day. Very good. And one of our... Twice a day. You betcha. What about 8 a.m.? Minnedosa has one in the morning, too. How do you know when to oh, go to no. work if you don't have the 8 a.m. siren? No, thank goodness there isn't one there. I'm a retired teacher, so yeah, no. <laughs> the more laid back and rest in Loren. <laughs> At least right. I think it's up still when you're does. ready to. Hey, some of these uh, suggestions people are coming up with on the on the text line are fantastic, 204-780-6868. Oh, none of us mentioned the snack of 2020-2021, Brett. Charcuterie! Everybody's doing these charcuterie boards. Yeah, I see pictures all over my social media of that. And while it looks very fancy, that just looks like way too much work for me. Uh, but, but, I mean, I have taken laziness to a science over the last uh, 10 months or so. Like if, if, if I'm making something at home, if it takes more than five minutes, forget it. I'll just order it. And but that's like, the thing. The charcuterie, sorry, Brett, the charcuterie board, like you're not making unless you're actually talking about you going out and dry curing your own meats, which I don't know how many people are doing that. You just buy the meat, you buy the cheese, you buy the pickles, you buy the crackers. Like you can just lay that out all on a cutting board and set it down in front of you and you hit like four food groups all of them sodium loaded and you're good to go but even just the 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 work that goes into laying it out so nicely right because no one just sort of dumps it all onto the cutting board. like it has to it the presentation of the board is crucial and that's just i'm too clumsy a for that b i don't have the artistic sensibilities to to do it i would probably just put it all in a bowl and eat it like a like a soup, just you pull out a spoon. <laughs> Jambalaya. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Loren. Uh, you know how I feel about celery. Uh, why are there so many pickled things on the charcuterie board? The, the pickled juice gets into the wood and, and all, all that. Like, it, it, I don't know. It contaminates the other food. What, what's, what's the <laughs> deal with all why? this? Why? What's the I deal ask, with why all, not? What's the deal with all this pickled stuff? 
pickled stuff is where it's at unless it's a pickled onion. I don't get that. But you got to have pickles. you got to have maybe some pepperoncinis or peppercorns. they all got to have some sort of vinegary sauce with them. And put them in a bowl, for God's sakes. What are you just letting them roll all over your charcuterie board? Yeah, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing on the social media. Uh, hey, I have two, I don't know how long they'd be, two-foot-long charcuterie boards in my house. I'm not allowed to put any food on them. Therefore, <laughs> display only. So well, that's really that's nice. my that's my relationship with charcuterie boards right and now. Is that Brett, I'm not allowed to touch them. A recommendation for you from one of our listeners, Brett, to say that uh, you know what you could do <laughs> if you're too lazy is just buy some kids lunchables. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's all divided up with crackers, meat, cheese. You know what? I look forward to the, when COVID's over, getting together. Brett will bring some Lunchables. Poitras will bring some low-sodium chips with no dip. Oh, yeah, it'll be a party. Have you seen the follow-up picture with the individual who texted to us adult Lunchables? They have got their charcuterie on. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on this board. See, like that looks delicious, but that also it still looks like a lot of work just to lay it out like that. But uh, I see raspberries and grapes and some meat I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce. And yeah, I'm very, of course, we always do this to ourselves. We spend the morning talking about yeah. food, and uh, now I'm starving. I've already planned out what I'm eating tonight. I'm ordering an extra large pizza from Santa Lucia. There, that's my, that's my game day grub. <laughs> One last tip for you here from a listener, because they're playing off what you said you're too lazy for the charcuterie board one mentioned that lunchable don just texted to say here's the epitome of lazy marrying a woman who already has kids done it twice so there you go Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Start. Hey, just a reminder that we are giving away a Winnipeg Jets jersey after 9 o'clock, so we need you to text us at 204-780-6868. Your game day grub suggestions. The more creative, the better. If you've got a picture of what you would typically eat on game day, you can text us, 204-780-6868, for your chance to win. And we're going to get an updated question of the day at cjob.com soon as it pertains to game day grub. But in the meantime, we do want to continue uh, chatting about something that Loren brought up briefly last hour. And Loren, this has to do with uh, the latest poll from Angus Reid as it pertains to the border. Yeah, and how do people feel about Canadians, Manitobans, traveling outside of this country right now? Maybe even just traveling east or west. I know we can still go uh, west of us and then east only to a certain portion of Ontario. And in theory, the the recommendation is all non-essential travel should be avoided. But we know that's not the case for a lot of people. And we also know that there was all sorts of politicians, several called out over the holidays in various provinces for traveling to all sorts of places like Hawaii or St. Barts or Arizona. And so Angus Reid put out a poll this morning to sort of gauge how people are feeling about folks who are traveling and it was I think it's pretty interesting it found that two and three Canadians so that's some 65 percent say if the decision were up to them they would prohibit personal travel while one quarter about 26 percent said they would maintain the federal government's current approach to travel which is just to basically discourage it and so they come against the backdrop of the fact that seven in ten Canadians guys have themselves cancelled or put off planned international or domestic travel since the pandemic began and so that's coming from Angus Reid a lot of us have cancelled our travel plans but some people are still traveling I'm curious how you 
how folks feel about that. I know some people who are antsy just to get anywhere where the restrictions might be a little bit different than they are in Manitoba. Maybe just so that they can get a haircut, get out to eat. I had a very lengthy conversation with a good friend of mine about that very thing. And I just kind of, I gave him the old... I don't know, man. Are you sure you want to do that? And he's getting pushback from from people in his circle and his family uh, about even uh, voicing that idea. And I'm not judging anybody for it, but I think it just exemplifies the fact that, that people are trying to think, dare I say, I don't want to call it outside of the box because we usually celebrate that, but people are desperate, Brett for a little bit of normalcy and are contemplating traveling outside of Manitoba to do it. Yeah, if they're willing to isolate upon their return, I guess you could argue, well, then what's the big deal? Because they wouldn't be putting anybody at risk upon their return home. But um, I don't know. I just I don't know, know what the, if it's worth the risk to... Because depending on where you go, you could be putting yourself at risk in that Sure. community that you're visiting or, or bringing maybe, something to that community brett exactly yeah or maybe someone on your plane on the on the way home is sick and then even in your isolation you get maybe you get sick on your your plane ride home uh so i don't know i and this i i will say that this this does not surprise me because that's been one of the main bones of contention throughout this entire mm-hmm. thing is people saying keep the you close the border close the border right. we reopened when we did the restart manitoba a few months back a lot of people saying we were a little too aggressive with that especially as it pertained to traveling the challenge right now and has been throughout i think is that there has to you can't ban travel right in the sense that some people still need to do things for work and so there has to be there has to be a bit of openness to the possibility that some people still need to go places for the various jobs that they might have the issue becomes you know where's the line then for what you're going down to do and so it's very clear in this poll that people are conflicted but but what they're not conflicted about this Angus Reid poll guys found that 9 and 10 so almost 90% say that while traveling abroad may not be illegal politicians mm. at the very least should be held to a higher standard and stay home and i think we've heard that loud and clear over the past few weeks in this country i think it would be difficult to argue with that to those that set the rules those that are in charge of promoting the rules of all sorts whether they're pandemic related or not are held to a higher standard and i would suggest that there are other groups of people that fall under that category as well that are expected to not only follow the rules, but maybe to be hypersensitive to them. So, yeah, this does not surprise me at all. In fact, I was speaking to somebody in Vancouver yesterday, somebody who traveled there uh, for an emergency, um, absolutely essential travel, and said how eerie it was to be in the airport in Winnipeg, in Calgary, Uh, and Vancouver, it is right out of one of those movies, Brett, that you see where the world sort of come to an end and everything's been abandoned. It is unimaginable what it feels like, according to the person I was speaking to yesterday, to be inside of these gigantic buildings and there are only a handful of people in them. Really bizarre. Yeah, it's sort of tough to imagine when, like I was thinking, ah, it'd be nice to go to Las Vegas sometime soon, but the longer this thing goes on, the the long... I have no idea when that could might even be when it could even be a pipe dream. Never mind. You, go ahead. I was just going to say, have you looked up travel at all right now? Like, I'm not planning to go anywhere, but it's this pipe dream I still have now, and it's very soothing to just look at the possibilities. And so oh. since March, I've like I've looked up countless places that I can't even afford to go to, like the Seychelles, where I'm like, oh, I can get there in April for a cool twenty six hundred. That place looks <laughs> nice. 
I'm the exact. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not going, but the dream is nice. I'm the exact opposite. I don't even dare look because I'm. I'm really wanting to get away and go somewhere else and and see different things, and so I don't even. I don't even tempt myself or even look at it. In the meantime, I guess I can use the Amazing Race. I have six episodes left oh. of the Amazing Race, <laughs> so I, that that'll be how I travel around the world. Perfect. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, the 2021 St. Boniface Hospital Foundation Mega Million Choices Lottery is underway with some terrific choices for the grand prize winner. Yeah, six millionaire grand prize choices, Brett, for this year's biggest winner, including homes in Winnipeg. There's a package with a home in Brandon, which includes a stunning cottage in Clear Lake country. Or how about a gorgeous ocean view yacht suite home on Vancouver Island? Or if you want to do all the shopping yourself, $1.2 million in tax free Canadian Somalians. Lots of extra winning as well. <laughs> when you get your tickets today. And Canadian we what? Somalians. Got it. Yes. And of course the 50, 50 plus draw last year, we got that to over $1.2 million. And Loren, if I have to remind people, I just figure I'm obliged to, uh, the winner gets half of that pot. It's almost like a second grand prize. Oh, it's amazing. And we've been talking this morning about, you know, traveling and when when will you travel and where would you go if you could again and your thoughts on traveling. And so that's where you go when you want to dream. And then the thought of becoming a millionaire is, of course, inspiring and it has your mind going all sorts of places. And so we, we want to remind people that the ticket purchase makes the difference at St. Boniface Hospital and support is needed now more than ever. And so we're pleased to welcome on from the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation, the interim president and CEO, Karen Fowler. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Before we talk about all the good that comes out of this lottery, and we know the the good is tremendous, it's also been a pretty special year for the hospital, a landmark anniversary, I understand. That's right. 2021 is marking 150 years of compassionate care at St. Boniface Hospital. So we're so thrilled to be able to have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to talk about 150 years of excellence in patient care and research right here in Manitoba. Um, we were, of course, you know, the first hospital in Western Canada, actually. So, uh, you know, it, we've had we have a long history of, uh, you know, of providing excellence in patient care to Manitobans. And uh, we hope to continue that with, uh, you know, especially with uh, lottery ticket purchases. Karen, it's Greg here. And I'm always uh, Hi, proud. <laughs> nice to speak with you. And I'm so proud yes. to be associated with the lottery. You know, it forces me to shave my face at least once a year <laughs> and uh, and to make myself pretty for the TV cameras. But, you know, uh, I'm just honored to be a part of it because I think my experience is like so many in Manitoba. My kids were born at St. B. They spent a month okay. in the NICU. I've received what I consider life-saving treatment at at the uh, at the hospital, and my grandfather spent the last couple of weeks of his life at St. Boniface, and to his last day, mm-hmm. his last breath, yeah. he was so grateful for the care that he received at St. Boniface Hospital, and and I think I'm mm-hmm. I'm just one of thousands of people with the same similar family story. Exactly, Greg. I mean, you know, we we have the opportunity at St. Boniface Hospital to offer care from the beginning of life to the end of life. And, you know, our frontline healthcare staff do it every day with compassion. Um, and we are so grateful for uh, for having them. 
Um, and of course, with the you know with the lottery proceeds, we're able to support them by helping to purchase the latest technology and medical equipment that they need to do the best that they can in their jobs. Um, you know, you touched on the NICU and palliative care, both important areas. Um, you know, in addition to that, we're the cardiac center of excellence in Manitoba. So, you know, we have thousands of cardiac patients coming through our doors every year. Um, and, you know, we also have, a, you know, a very, uh, you know, a very uh, well, I should say a very active mental health program too, right, with both inpatient and outpatient care. Um, and, you know, purchase, purchasing tickets in the lottery also helps us to improve our facilities overall. So we're very grateful to Manitobans for all that they do to help us. Well, we are grateful to the hospital as well. For example, my dad was just over a year ago where my dad went into St. Boniface Hospital for heart surgery. Mm -hmm. He now has the aortic valve of a pig, and he's doing very, very well. He received amazing care uh, from the doctors and uh, nurses. So so thank you for joining us, Karen. We appreciate the time. Thank you very much. And, you know, we appreciate the fact that Manitobans will... You know, we'll step up once again this year with the Mega Million Choices Lottery to purchase tickets and help build the next 150 years of patient care and research at St. Boniface Hospital. Um, they can, you know, purchase a ticket online now at our website, stbmegamillionchoices.ca, or call us at 204-256-7203. That website, once again, stbmegamillionchoices.ca. If you were someone who always had your eye on the 50-50 draw every time you got a chance to go to a game, well, we're pleased to share with you this morning that you can still get in on the 50-50 action. And in fact, for some select games, including tonight's, the pot is going to start at $20,000. But it's not just about what you can win. It's about who you can help. Money from the 50-50 goes towards the True North Youth Foundation. And to tell us more about what that money does... And how you can play, we're joined by Dwayne Green. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning, guys. How's it going? We're doing really well. But, you know, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this, i got to ask you, how are you feeling about puck drop tonight? Do you get nervous on game days? I, I can feel myself getting a little bit antsy here. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm more nervous about uh, just everything happening. You know, get excited, more amped up. I wouldn't say nervous. It's just uh, really excited to see the you know the guys playing again and just something new for all of us to uh kind of get out of the this quarantine we've all been in what kind of work did the foundation get up to this year in helping some of manitoba's youth you know it's been uh like everybody we've needed to pivot and, and change most of the work that we've done has often been in person so um <clears throat> our hockey academy <clears throat> pardon me we changed from in-person tutoring to doing some uh, online tutoring and helping uh, helping the students that way get them through their their schooling um, our coaches did some uh, zoom meetings with the kids uh, they did some zoom workouts we videoed some of uh, some of our, our coaches doing some skill training um, our coaches actually wrote letters to the kids and they had a letter writing uh, component going back and forth which was really neat uh, we trained over a thousand teachers for our um, project 11 and that was great because as you can imagine when um, when the pandemic hit and everything changed for the youth across manitoba there was lots of uh, mental wellness concerns and and this gave them some tools to to help with that and then uh, camp manitou 
Um, we were one of the only camps that was able to uh, to have kids over the summer. Obviously, nothing overnight and socially distanced and followed all the health regulations. But we were able to to get kids uh, to have an outdoor edu- experience, education experience during the summer. Wow, it's really amazing to hear all you did in the midst of all this, Dwayne, and particularly the mental health component, because as you mentioned, mentioned that's a that's a huge challenge for so many of us right now. And so that's what this 50-50 is about. It's about getting money to go back into those programs. Tell us how it's going to work as it moves online. Yeah, so we've, we've been doing online here for, for some time, but... Um... You know, with uh, with no fans in the building, this is going to be a way for us to to bring bring that in game experience. So, if you like to buy your your ticket during the second intermission, you can still do that uh, in that same process, except for you're going to be doing it online. So, you'll just need to go to WinnipegJets.com/slash fifty fifty and follow all the prompts. Uh, where you know our presenting sponsor is, is PlayNow.com, and and the, we've honed out the process a little bit to make it uh, a little uh, a little easier and and we thought to get some excitement going we'd start with uh, twenty thousand dollars in the in the pot tonight is that something you're planning to do throughout the season Dwayne to seed the pot a little bit we are going to do that yeah we've we've got uh, four dates already picked uh, beyond tonight that we're going to do so uh, February 11th March 17th April 1st and May 7th we're going to uh, sweeten the pot and and garner a little bit more excitement and uh, see if we can get um, <clears throat> a small percentage of what they did in those World Junior Games. Oh. Where they were uh, some crazy pots there. A couple million bucks I saw one of them ended up at. Absolutely crazy. But uh, good yeah. stuff. This is, this is always a, a big part of the game day experience for a lot of Jets fans, Dwayne. Yes, it is. And uh, if we can bring a little bit of that... Uh, to the fans watching uh, tonight, then uh, we've done part of our job while they're able to uh, help youth across our province. So we're really excited to be able to offer this uh, during the season. Dwayne Green, True North Youth Foundation, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Dwayne, thank you for the time, sir. Thank you guys very, very much. Have a great day and uh, go Jets, go. We have... uh a host of wonderful text messages. I've just grabbed a couple here, and here's one from John, who says, Our game day grub at the Lepke household will include the following. One, electric honey line A wings. Two, double beef, double whammy Morrissey nachos. Three, half pound double bacon <laughs> Shifley burgers or Skyfile as I like to say uh, as <laughs> what did you call it Papestini instead of Pipestone correct sir <laughs> and four to polish off those nasty flames tonight a double chocolate French mousse Perot cake Ooh, nice I like it and he says he's a 20 year veteran in cooking cooked for the Jets in the restaurant under the rink oh now there's a gig yeah. yeah, right? You got to love that. If we weren't hungry before, the show is killing me right now. More than that, it's also showing me how creative people get with their game meals beyond, you know, Cameron Poitras' low-sodium chips without dip. And and, <laughs> and so as well, boring. so boring, so boring, Brett. Thank you. And I now I'm conflicted as to what the heck to have tonight. I thought I had my menu sorted. Huh. Well, can I guys can I tell you guys something? I got an email at about 8:20 this morning. I mentioned the fact that we were going to be having wings at my house uh, amongst a couple of other things, but the main course would be wings and I, that I've been having trouble finding blue cheese dressing at the grocery store. 
Well, I got an email this morning from loyal listener Ainsley. Good morning, Greg. Since I had to do an unexpected run to the grocery store this morning, I threw a Renee's Chunky Blue Cheese Dressing in the cart. If you care to stop by on your way home this morning to grab it, (laughs) I can gladly leave it for you for contactless pickup. So I am picking up some blue cheese dressing on the way home, courtesy of listener Ainsley. So Ainsley, thank you so much. And Ainsley just went on to say thank you, Loren and Brett, for making the morning just that much better. So it's a thank you to all of us, and I will be uh, keeping the bounty for myself. Sorry, friends. I I also have to – that's fine with me because this is – no one's going to like this. I do not like blue cheese. Oh, you're not alone. I really hate it. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) angers me. Especially when I don't. Okay, why are you going to that length? (laughs) Because especially when I don't know that it's blue cheese, it's like the surprise no one wants, right? You're just you're having a nice wing, and then you're just trying to clean the cleanse the palate with your celery and what you think is ranch dip, and what? Is that blue cheese? I don't, so I don't think there's a problem there. But uh, people are very loyal to the blue cheese dip. Uh, uh, I worked at Earl's for a long time, and they have uh, a Parmesan cheese dip there that is absolutely fantastic. But we would get people from all over North America in the restaurant, and they would want to know if we had blue cheese dressing for the wings, because the wings at Earl's are pretty spectacular. No, we have this Parmesan cheese. No, I want blue cheese. It's like, how about this? You try the Parmesan cheese dip and if you don't like it i will go to the store and get you blue cheese dressing really you do that absolutely i never once had to go to the store to get blue cheese dressing because that parmesan cheese dip is so good and yes loren you can get carrots and or celery with the wings when you when you have the parm dip brenda saying we start with old dutch chips and dip good and then just before the anthem we have a shot to toast uh, a liquor that's made in shots, 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 and they make sure that it's a liquor that's made in Manitoba. Wow! Uh, so they're going to have a shot to toast the first game in 2021. We yell "True North" with a second shot to kill ya, as Brenda writes it for her. Next comes crackers and Bothwell cheeses. We have done right chicken wings with locally brewed beer and Winnipeg famous Jamaican patties. Then pizza from Boston Pizza, and my famous chili with peak of the mar- market veggies. Pick a pop for the non-drinkers. Uh, coffee with Manitoba slash Canadian milk, <laughs> and a genie's cake if you have room for a sweet. Come on! And I said to Brenda, like, this is all in one night. <laughs> this is real. This is this is this is for sure. I, I don't know. It's like only a one way to find out. Brenda, Manitoba send us some photos tonight. <laughs> oh no. I th- well, yeah, the other way is better, but we can't do it right now, and that would be to get an invite. But, yeah, that's not happening right now, obviously. And yeah. she says, she says, yes, all in one night, and then leftovers for my son and me. So oh, I love the dedication to the Manitoba stuff. Now, Bravo. Now, Greg, I know you're a big fan of, of Gary, a.k.a. Sleepy Beef. Well, we all enjoyed Sleepy Beefaroni's text. Oh, uh, yes. What uh, what did Gary have to say? Well, you know, it, this is fantastic, and, and it was addressed to you, but it, you're okay if I read it? Yes, please. Okay. Can't wait for the game tonight. Making a new game day dish. Kachuk on a stick. <laughs> Speared chicken marinated in sour grape juice with red onion chunks and flame grilled. Can be served as a yappetizer <laughs> or make it a meal with a side of vengeance. 
Holding a grudge, Gary. Holding a grudge. That goes back to the play-in series against the Flames where Matthew Kachuk, you could argue, stuck out his leg a little too far, caught the back of Mark Shifley's leg, and the Jets were without Shifley for the entire series minus, I think it was six minutes. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. He yeah. went down right away. Mm-hmm. So that's Gary serving uh, Matthew Kachuk his comeuppance. That's a pretty creative stuff. I so, like it. Yeah, because I, 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 and I didn't make the connection. I didn't put, I, I just, I think my response to him was, how would, who would even think to marinate something in sour grape juice? <laughs> <laughs> it felt pretty stupid after that. <laughs> but uh, Loren, we're going with Catherine. What did Catherine have for us? Well, thank you to all the listeners, hundreds who texted in this morning, but many with pictures, which didn't help us this hungry morning crew. And Catherine sent her submission with pictures. And here's what she had to say. Game day grub. I usually make food and any beverage possible associated with the away team. Montreal equals poutine. Nashville equals barbecued ribs. She sent a photo of that, Brett. Boston equals equals chowder. New York is New York style pizza, Philly, cheesecakes, Chicago, brats, etc. Tonight, Calgary equals steak and Caesars. So Catherine is our winner of our Jets jersey today, Brett. And... I think it's, you know, one of the things we liked about all this was the creativity. Like, I, I am not putting this much thought into my game time. I said it had to have carbs. That was my that was my submission. And uh, these people are really putting it all out there. And did you take a look at the Caesar that she, because I, I know oh. you like a good Caesar. And I know, yeah. I know that making Caesars now has become an art form worry. Like, you can, there have been times where I've gone out to eat and grab a drink and I've had a Caesar and uh, maybe a couple of Caesars. And by the time I was done the second Caesar, I didn't have room in my stomach for the meal or to even order food because they they put so much food in the Caesar. But she appears to have uh, a, a stick of celery in there. I think that's a piece of shrimp. Yep. And then it looks like uh, pepperoni slices with sandwiched with, uh, I don't know, is that Monterey Jack cheese in there? I can't quite tell. It looks like it's spicy stuff, right? Maybe a bit of a Jack or a habanero cheese. And the salami looks like maybe it's one of those spicier salamis. Yeah, the Caesar is uh, quite an art form now. I have a friend and neighbor that if you order a Caesar from him, you need to tell him the day before because it takes him so long <laughs> to make it. Like he'll, he'll be outside having drinks and he'll say, anyone want a Caesar? And you're like, see you next Tuesday. Because that's how long it takes to. So just as long as it's not marble cheese, it's all good, right, McNabb? Because marble cheese is oh, yeah. that's not allowed. It should be banned. Am I remembering that correctly? I'm not speaking to you now. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he just uh, said no marble cheese. I know, but why bring it up? It's useless. Just a throwaway food. Yeah, that's well. Now you know how I feel about celery. Now we have something we can draw a parallel to. And uh, for those celebrating the uh, Orthodox uh, religion, it's Ukrainian New Year's Malanka. So one of our listeners, Bonnie, says tonight for the game, full course meal, including pierogies, halapchi, and perishka, did I say that right, with cabbage soup. So uh, for everyone celebrating uh, wow. both the beginning Maybe. of the jet season and uh, Orthodox New Year, uh, happy New Year, uh, Malanka, to you all. That's great. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Bonnie. And I think what, what all of these texts and all of the effort, as you pointed out, Loren, the creativity and the effort shows is just how important this team is to so many in this city, in this province, that it's that much of an event that you will go to all of these extra lengths to make all of this creative food. Like, I'm just going to order a pizza. 
because mm-hmm. and I, I I'm gonna love it. I can't wait. I've been thinking about it since yesterday. I'm getting an extra large meat lovers pizza from Santa Lucia with extra cheese. That's as creative as I'm gonna get. But uh, for this isn't just a hockey game tonight for so many. It is an event. And they're putting in the effort with this food. So uh, we thank you for sharing your passion with us because that's what it boils down to. It has me texting you guys as as I speak. It kind of feels like a Friday. So I'm just going to ask you guys right now if I don't come in tomorrow, if that's okay with you. Okay. Just shooting you a text right now. (laughs) But all this food and drink talks has me thinking that it uh, it feels festive. feels like a festive day. It is festive. It's a party. Greg, it's the return of the North American Ice Hockey League. I am pumped up, and I get more pumped up every time you shout that. I love it. Uh, You need to trademark that somehow, some way. And as I always say, there's a T-shirt in that. There's got to be a way to monetize you shouting that from the rooftops. We will find it one way, somehow. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.